so this is the Entrepreneur Diary episode two. <laughs> and today we have a special guest. Today we have Christine Gibson also. Oh yeah, what's up? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we got Tamara yeah. Gibson. I know. <laughs> I see her her work with the whole seven train thing, and so today we have uh, yeah Christine Gibson. Um, welcome to the show. Thank welcome you. to the show. Thank you for having me. So Christine is the owner, right, mm -hmm. of Queens Knits, mm -hmm. and I mean that's why we invited you, and you know thank you for accepting our invite. Um, I know you went through a lot to get here. Mm -hmm. And, but you know, we're like super happy and excited that you're here. And I want you to share with us, right? Part of this podcast, like we said before, is for people to listen, you know, and, and learn about your journey. So, first, I want you to start off with who is Christine? Sure. Um, let's see, I'm from Flushing, Queens. Um, my parents actually grew up in Astoria. Their backyards were connected. Like my grandparents lived around the block from each other. Mm -hmm. And so they, they ran around with the same group of people and they got married. And so um, when they had kids, they moved to Flushing from Astoria. So that's where I grew up. But I would come to Astoria every weekend and like have dinner with my grandparents. And I loved it here and I just wanted to live here. Queen. Um, and they would like leave me with my grandma for like a week at a time in the summer and we, you know, spend the week here and go to her little senior center and do all the things together. And I just like loved how busy it was and having the subway right there because I didn't really have that in Flushing. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so you're deep in Flushing then? Yeah, kind of suburban Flushing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't, I, mean, yeah. I don't get the reference. No, I'm, I'm not from here, okay. so okay. I don't really train know much about Queens. Well, 100 60 it's Main Street, so yeah, I had to take a bus to get to the to subway. To so I oh, felt okay. very okay. like that's another yeah. thing I dislike about <laughs> Queens. Taking a bus, just having to take a bus <laughs> to get to the train. <laughs> I took two buses to get to high school every day. See what I'm I saying? took the Q16 to the Q76 every day. <laughs> that doesn't happen in the Bronx. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no. There's no trains. No train. L I R R. Yeah. Which is like a whole oh, other thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so anyway, I went away to college. Um, I got married really young at 22, and we moved to Astoria, and we had our first kid, and we got priced out of Astoria. Um, with <laughs> Not just kid. you, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> we moved to the Bronx, actually, to Mars Park, and yes. we lived there with my son, and I had a daughter, and I missed Queens, but like I couldn't afford to live here, so... I made an Etsy shop called Queen's Babies, and I was making um, scarves and accessories for babies from my apartment wow. in the Bronx. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna get back to Queen's. Um, so then I was just purely online, so I was like selling on Etsy and stuff. And then eventually we did come back to Astoria. And after a few years, I realized that I was making more like women's stuff, so I changed the name from Queen's Babies to Queen's Knits. And that's kind of the evolution of wow. it. Wow. <laughs> and it's very inspired by Queens. So I have like the subway line stuff <laughs> and um, just, you know, because I love it here. I think it's just like the most diverse place in the world. Yeah. And um, if I have to live in New York, if I have to live in America, I want to live in Queens. It would be cool Thanks to like that. live overseas one day. But this to me is like the best part of the So US. this whole idea was just... <laughs> I just want to put this out there just in case. It's not that 
All right, so I was born and raised in the Bronx. I mean, <laughs> not that this show is about me, but sure? I'm only putting this out there because, I mean, don't. Don't think because I say I dislike Queens. It's not that I hate it. Oh, then we don't care. I just hate driving in Queens. That's number one. Because it's nice. Queens is nice. But just because I say that doesn't mean that I, I love the Bronx. No, we just know. in case. Oh. <laughs> and I don't hate the Bronx. Um, but, like, it was a rough couple of years. There would be, like, our neighbor. It was just, like, all well, the, yeah. I like, like, I like now. Like, I've been living for the past few years in Riverdale. That part of the Bronx, mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. So I've been happy there. Yeah, the, the Bronx is So when you make five, Riverdale knits? Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to knit. Riverdale rivets. <laughs> yeah. All right, so basically, okay, so yeah, you basically told me how you started your business, right? Mm-hmm. So you started the Queen's Knits, and you started your Etsy, mm-hmm. and you saw that it worked. Mm-hmm. Now, now, hold on, before you get into it. So your whole idea, did it come, come out of necessity or more just like, hey, I want to just want to do it um so it was a combination of um when we had our first child i thought i would be able to go back to work and then i <laughs> realized like what daycare cost and <laughs> i was like really the hello yeah. thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> um i had a master's degree and so i was like the breadwinner of our family like i was making more than my husband and then we had the baby and i was like i can't find like a good quality daycare for or nanny for what I could pay, so I'm gonna yeah. stay home. So he was making $30,000, and we were paying like $1,200 a month in rent, $800 a month in healthcare. Right so it was horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. We had to break our lease, move in with family. We moved my sister in the Bronx. So I watched her daughter. She's a single mom. I watched her daughter and my son, and she gave us like a break on the rent because I was watching her kid. Mm-hmm. So. Like, we didn't really have any disposable income, so the Etsy shop was, like, disposable income. Like, it would help us when we needed it, but also I really wanted cute stuff for my kids. Yeah. So I would just make it. And I would, like, see something cute on a website or on a blog, and I would make it, and then I would trade for it and just, like, do whatever. So, like, I felt like my kids were getting cute stuff that Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford to buy, and then also there was, like, a little bit of side money. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until it became Queen's Knits, and I was in Astoria, and I found this huge network of, like, markets that it actually was creating, like, some actual help like we would buy like all of our Christmas presents with that and like it would get us to the next paycheck and it would get us to the next thing um and now they're both in school so I can work so I'm working I'm not paying you know child care or whatever um and those seven years that I was a stay-at-home mom he kept like getting promoted and promoted so like he's doing better I'm working um and it's still like a really good you know it's not like, it's not like a ton not of money, but there were times when it was like, <laughs> there were times, so when you make money on Etsy, there's like a five to seven delay, a day delay where it gets put into your bank account. And there mm-hmm. were times where we needed it so badly that you can contact Etsy and do a faster deposit mm-hmm. because we didn't have any money left in our checking account. Wow. So like that $100 or $200 from Etsy would get us to the next paycheck. So there were times when it was like a really... See, now, before we keep getting even further, now, you say you have a master's. What's your master's on? Sure. Um, so I have a undergrad in international relations and a master's in that, and mm. I wanted to, like, work at the UN or, like, work for, like, you know, UNICEF. Um, my master's degree was on childhood um, 
I, w- I got to go to Africa as an undergrad. Okay. And wow, so nice. I went back to that for my master's and I wrote about like AIDS orphans and like mm. the international economy and how it affects orphans. And I thought that that's what I would get to do. And then it's like, when you become a mom, you have, I had trouble like putting, like just, I had trouble like, even though I couldn't afford to pay somebody else, I don't know that I c- could do it at that moment. Mm-hmm. Like I was so bonded. Um, and I learned a lot in graduate school about like nannies and daycare and like women from the global south and how, how, you know, like white women in, in North America have created this cycle where women leave their kids behind and come here to take care of our kids and what that's doing back home. And I had too much like floating around in there. So when I had my son, I was like, I'm going to stay home. So, you know, like I breastfed him till he was like almost two. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I had them both at home in water. Like I went all, I went full throttle. I went like full throttle. Like I'm going to do it all myself. I don't want anybody's help. Um, but then you reach a point where they're like three years old and you're like, I wish I could drop them off at like a nursery school mm-hmm. and have a life again. But that's expensive. No, no, well, yeah, the, universal the, the pre-K, reason, they didn't kick in until like, no, what, like two the, the years reason, ago. The reason I bring up what degree she has Cause that's another thing that I know we're gonna get for the entrepreneurs is a lot of these people are like really educated. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Like they think, oh, yeah. they just made it. Like no, like people like we talked about it last week in our mm-hmm. regular show. Besides busting your ass and working hard, you need to be educated. Yeah. No, no matter what, there's no if and bus around it. Especially and the in America, crazy thing is, like you could, like we said, you could work hard, yeah, and you could make it. You could work hard if you don't have, you know, degree or education. Mm-hmm. But if you have your education and you work hard, there is no excuse. Yeah, no, there especially is, now. I mean, you too. We talked about it. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> Look, I, I just, I feel like most of the entrepreneurs now. I'm sorry. Into oh, no, like no. they'll be we're, educated, we're but, and it has nothing to do with what they're doing what they're as doing. a business. Yes. It doesn't have to be your education of what you're doing, but yeah. having that mindset. Because when you, you know when you're educating, like myself right now, going online, you're going online too. Mm-hmm. You need that drive in mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. to yes. be like, I'm gonna learn this. I think you're 100 percent right. Because while I might not be doing what I went to school for, when I decided to to do Etsy, I just researched like, there can you, go, you yeah. curse? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you I researched the shit out of yeah, it. Like, yeah, I yeah. read tons and tons. I would be in the laundromat with my ear, you know, headphones on listening to women talk about how they made money on Etsy. Every video there is on Etsy, I have watched it multiple times wow. um, and read their stories and their blogs. And I think that comes from having a background yes. and going to school and learning research. And you don't want to recreate the wheel. Yeah. So it was like then when I got on Instagram, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn every single tip and trick and understand how to get followers or like how to engage with people, how to get people to buy, how to use search engine optimization, all this stuff I had no idea about. Wow. It's all out there. <laughs> like if you just look it up, it's like yeah. how to take good product <clears throat> photography when you don't have a camera, how to, you know, send people free products to get them to put them on their page. Like all that stuff in the beginning, I was focusing so hard on it. And now, like, with Instagram, I don't really have to, like, put as much effort into it because the beginning was there. Like, just yeah. all of that research. Once you have that trying. knowledge there, yeah. like, then you start putting it to use. I fucking love stories like this. Yeah. <laughs> I just do. It's like, because we've, we've spoken about it in, in the other podcasts. We've spoken about it multiple times where it's like, listen, 
at this point now, there's no excuse for you not to know something that you want to know. Mm-hmm. Back then, you had to go to the library. Back then, you had to know people. You had to have a mentor. Not that these are bad things. I mean, it's good if you have a mentor. Great. Mm-hmm. But it's like now, if you really like something and you want to do something, put in the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do your research. Go to YouTube University, like we say. Mm-hmm. The Trump University. Yeah. <laughs> watch, watch those videos. Read those blogs. There's a ton of information out there. There's so many people putting out and actually want. I mean, back then, it was all about, oh, these are my tricks. I'm keeping it to myself. Right. Now, you have so many people sharing. I mean, this podcast, for instance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of it. You're getting into business together. Mm-hmm. partnerships. You know? It's like you want to. Mm-hmm. I subscribe to a lot of like creative entrepreneur podcasts and I think they share it because the more people that watch their video the more ads that gets clicked on so they're making money you know <laughs> forgot about no no I didn't even turn it on oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna turn it on so we can get the rest of it I mean yes I really want <clears throat> yeah no it's too big so, all right, so you mentioned your grandma. I thought about that too. I'm assuming she's the one who inspired you mm-hmm. to knit. Yeah, so my both of them. My dad's mom is like my biggest inspiration. Um, so she came here from Sicily when she was like 15, 16 years old. Um, they lived in the Lower East Side and then they made it to Ravenswood and then Astoria. But she had five children, didn't speak English, and she sewed men's suits from her house. So, like, there was, like, a local factory, and they would, like, drop off the materials, and she would sew. So, in addition to raising five kids, she was making money from home. And that's, like, a huge inspiration for me. And they had a big garden. She grew their their food. They made their own wine. They made their own sausage. They made their own tomato (laughs) sauce. Everything in a story, like, just all self-contained and that was always like my like that's what I want to be like I want to be running things like that (laughs) you know her husband was a construction worker Mm -hmm. and yet like all of her kids are successful my dad and all of his sisters all have their own house their kids all went to college and it's like she had nothing and she did that so um I'm inspired by her and yeah she was always knitting always crocheting always sewing um, I have a tattoo of her sewing machine on my shoulder, like her exact vintage mm-hmm. singer. And my mom's mom also was always knitting, always sewing. She had made us all baby blankets for our kids before we had kids, you know, like just always preparing. And she had homemade quilts on her bed all the time. So I grew up around people making stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also took away from that that she was making money and yeah. being home. It's like you got that embedded in your DNA, like Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, usually in every business, I mean, I don't know. Did you ever have anybody, like a naysayer? Somebody be like, listen, you're insane. Why are you doing this? Or did you have like that 100% always like that support? Like, yeah. Yeah, I was asking my husband on the ride over. I'm like, what, your husband's the naysayer? No, I said, I, I said I was reading these <laughs> no. questions, and what, the one question I couldn't figure out was, like, do I have any naysayers, and, like, would I want to ever, like, call anybody out? And um, he was joking that he was, like, talk about my mom, because his mom knits, <laughs> and she always tries to get me to sell her stuff on my Etsy shop, okay. and I'm always like, how do I explain that, like, I can't just 
sell somebody else's mm-hmm. stuff. You know, that's a joke because that didn't hold me back at all. Um, but no, I think um, I was overwhelmed by the amount of support. I think that like I opened my Instagram page in like 2005, and that was when a lot of Queens Instagrammers started, and it was just just dumb luck that it happened to be when I started too. Mm-hmm. And so like Queens Eats, which is this really awesome page where they like feature local restaurants and stuff. They went to this local boutique that was carrying my stuff and they bought it and they took a picture of it. And then I got like a lot of attention and then Queenscapes, which is this amazing photographer. um, He came and like took a picture of me at one of my craft shows and did a whole profile. And it's like, we just all happened to be like coming up at the same time. Yes. Um, So I got really lucky at that. That's something that I've noticed. Like since I started this whole entrepreneur thing and I started digging into like the whole Instagram and that's how I stumbled into your page and it's like one thing that I do like is I see that Queens there's like a whole network going on Mm -hmm. of like little small businesses and entrepreneurs and everybody seems to support each other which to me that's freaking amazing I've Mm -hmm. actually because of that I've been looking into like I wonder if there's anything like this in the Bronx I haven't found it yet you could create it but I I have found like like, let's say, like, the <clears throat> Bronx of beer or something. Mm-hmm. They make craft beer. Mm-hmm. And then from there, mm-hmm. it, like, you know, it starts suggesting. Yeah. So I've mm-hmm. noticed that, yes, like, there's, like, a couple of podcasts that they've done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've actually, I mean, I'm going to see if, I think we're going to have to actually go over there to That's do fine. the interview. But I've seen, like, there's, like, a couple of podcasts going on around the Bronx. And My they've favorite done podcast it. is from the Bronx. Yeah? Um, Bodega Boys. I think that's one of the ones I started following. That, do you watch Jesus and Miro on Viceland? I know who they are. I do That's not their watch podcast. It. Yes. That's like okay. my favorite. I didn't know about them until like two weeks ago. My friend started. He was like, oh, but what about? Because we were talking about like YouTube channels. And he goes, oh, you know, do you follow them? I was like, he goes, oh, they got picked up by Vice. I was like, no way. Well, yeah. Okay. But who's, who's the host? But they got bands? Well, they do. It's is, just two guys. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus Nice and the Kid Miro, that's like their entertainment names. But like I have tickets oh. to go watch their podcast live in March. I I'm like obsessed with them. Oh, that's what's up. Oh, yeah, so they so got funny. picked up by Vice. Like they're like on Vice Land now. Yeah. And they do I mean, they do a show like, you know, basically like it's like internet videos, right? And they do like commenting on them yeah. and their podcast is just them talking about like you were saying, just like current events, just yeah. regular stuff. That's gonna be us in the future. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Those are right now. <laughs> No, but it's going to be us in the future. Like, we're going to be having, like, Those events and shit and people coming to see us. <clears throat> yes, I said it's it. It's game, so, <laughs> All right, so um, so you told us about your journey. You told us about your journey. So what is your big picture? Like, what's your goal with this? Like, mm-hmm. do you I mean, some people like the fact that they have a secure check mm-hmm. and, you know, they go to work and mm-hmm. that's what they want to do mm-hmm. until they retire. Some people want to do entrepreneurship. Some people want to do both. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your, is your main goal to be like one day? Like, you know what? I don't need to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have to work. Mm-hmm. I don't need to work for somebody else. Yeah, I think I think this actually brings back something that might be considered a naysayer. But some people like were trying to give me good advice when I was starting, and they were saying like, "Well, you know, you're going to have to get other people to knit for you. Like, you can't just." you can only knit so much and you're not you're going to reach a point where it's not profitable and yada 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 and i and they were right um but like i've changed in certain ways like i've raised my prices i've stopped 
taking part in markets that charge me to be there. And um, a couple of uh, girlfriends, my, my friend Widad, um, she started the Astoria Tiny Market, which is all female. And we're just like a bunch four women who do these markets and we bring on guest vendors. And so we don't pay for it because we produce it. So like we, we get the space, like we do all the work. Yeah, and stuff. I follow that Instagram. Yeah, and then like, um, so I'm finding that I really love like being a part of a market and like producing it and booking the talent. And I do the all the Instagram for Astoria Tiny Market. And then, so this guy who has this t-shirt company called Unified Queens, he came to an Astoria Tiny Market and he said that he wants to start a craft market. He wants it to be bigger and not all women. And he's like, do you want to help me? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Because I just get something out of like craft markets. Like I just like it. Mm -hmm. I love the, first of all, I hate the fact that people charge people $80 to set up a table. And I hated being at the mercy of the organizers. So like I would do markets where I would pay that and then I would make like $20 and it would be because there wasn't enough foot traffic. And I would walk home, I would walk out of there being like, how could they not advertise us? Like I paid them so much money Mm -hmm. and I'm not even on, like it's not even on the events website. It's not on the venues website. They didn't Instagram it enough. They didn't Facebook. And I'm like, why did I give these And $80 back then was like, it still is. But that then it was like a huge amount of money for my family to just hand over to somebody. So, um, I was like, I'm never going to pay. I'm never going to pay money to vend somewhere. I'm going to like, seek out places where we're going to just start from the bottom start from the ground up so we do the tiny market and then so my friend robert from the t-shirt company he was like do you want to help me start the queen's craft brigade and i was like yeah absolutely so we found this um vfw hall in astoria and he built a relationship with them and they let us use the space and so he does he does most of the work and i do like the social media promotion he he like runs vendors by me I send him vendors that I think would be cool and like we discuss it and stuff and we have two or three vendors who Karen Cast makes like our banners and does our decorations and Marissa from Girl Supply does our flyer and everything and it's all like we have a restaurant Flat Tops and Queen's Comfort they're they're owned by the same people they do the food every month so like we have this whole like crew and um we started that from nothing and Mm -hmm. I don't have to pay because I do the Instagram. So like other people pay a small amount of money to vend there. And I know that my place is secure and I don't have to pay and I don't have to apply to vend there. And I get like a lot out of it. Like I love, like if I, I love like the idea of like, Oh, I found this girl and she makes really cool stuff. Can we have her? And then she just pays like $35 Mm -hmm. and suddenly she gets into this huge thing. And now she, now the Brass Owl and Lockwood come to the Craft Brigade and they see them and like, hey, I'd like to carry your stuff. And I just like get such a high off that. Um, So I love that. So I think like when people said, oh, you know, you can't just keep doing this. You need to hire more knitters. That doesn't appeal to me. But I do love the idea of like, well, maybe being this involved in craft markets will lead to something, you know, Um, at least the fact that I know that I don't have to pay to sell somewhere but also just like I like I guess event planning or production I don't mm-hmm. know so, so so you're doing this full-time well I have no. a full-time job okay so these are like my side things oh I know you talk like you're doing it full-time yeah, no, it takes a lot of time um but I love it I like I like creative people and I like 
people coming together and I got really lucky like I said when I when I came onto Instagram it was just really like coming about in Queens and so I really easily got into several stores like there was a point where I was in 11 stores so like coffee shops cafes boutiques and mm-hmm. so like those relationships have already been made and you like probably be next friends. door <laughs> go to the, yeah, I'm yeah. no I'm talk to the manager because that's selling. what i'm saying like so yeah. so do you i mean do you envision taking queen's nets to like the next level i think it would have to ha- be like a, like i would have to have more people knit it like i don't i, no, I mean i mean because that I mean, Basically, you already answered the question, but I mean, my next question was that. Are you seeking to collab with people? Are you seeking partners, investors? Like, you know, part of that is, yes, I envision, I don't know, making it Mm -hmm. a brand, Mm -hmm. right? And I mean, then the rest would fall into place, but you say that that's not something. Yeah, so my my vision is, like, one decision I made this year for the first time is that I decided I'm going to have a vending season. I'm only going to vend from, like, late fall until Christmas so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stop doing like early fall spring summer because I wasn't making money I was just showing up with like a ton of coffee cup cozies and you can't they're only like ten dollars in person so like you you have to sell so many of them to make a decent amount of money and it's like I don't want to spend five hours away from my family on a Saturday to not so that was like a big decision of like hey I'm really I really do best at Christmas like so if I can just do like a couple shows make a, like a lot of money at once mm-hmm. you know and that's great and so that's kind of like my vision is like I'm never gonna stop doing it because I love it I like yeah. to do it um but I'm not gonna try to make something a 12-month project if it's not profitable 12 months yeah. um but as far as the the craft markets I do love that and I have like a little hope that that will go somewhere where like we'll have sponsorships or like we'll scale up and yeah. we'll have a blog we'll have advertisers we'll have a website we'll have that like I see that going somewhere and I want to stay in it and like keep my foot in it um but yeah I don't want to give up Queens knits and I also see a ton of new knitters popping up in Astoria and Queens and I don't want to like squash them <laughs> like we can all coincide we can yeah, all of course so besides Instagram, are you on any other platform? Um, let's see. I'm on. I got off Facebook t- like two years ago because I just couldn't. I couldn't deal with like the racism that was like popping up and like seeing that people that I thought that I was cool with, like seeing what they think. It's like yeah. I can't. <laughs> That's my whole thing with. <laughs> I can't have my blood pressure this high at like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, when when like Mike Brown was uh, murdered um, by the police, somebody who I was friends with liked a post that was like critical of like Black Lives Matter, and I was just like, so I shouldn't know this because you didn't say it to me, but it popped up in my newsfeed that you liked it. So yeah. now I know this about you, and I can never look at you again. But that's not like a normal social relationship mm-hmm. to like find out like that. Yeah. So I was just like, this is horrible, you know, like just some conservative distant cousins and like some people on my husband's side. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't deal <laughs> with I this. I only but use Facebook to promote stuff. That's No, no, yeah. th- that's what I was trying to get at. But besides, you know, getting away, wouldn't you think that you would need Facebook as far as promotion? 
a lot of it's not I think just I lost, business wise right I think I lost I probably lost out on some sales because I would promote on Facebook or I would promote a craft fair on Facebook and people would find out about me through Facebook but I just decided that for my mental health I couldn't deal with it even if even if it meant that I lost sales. Yeah. So I have a Facebook page so that when people promote an event that I'm in, they can link to it, but I don't mm-hmm. use it. And I don't have a personal Facebook page. I just have a Queens Nets page. I still don't even oh, use so that. Oh, so you do have it. Uh, so right, you don't, yeah, exactly. I don't use it. It just okay. exists. So, so you, can cre- you, know, you can create like the business page. Yeah, that's what I where have. Where you don't see anybody's yeah. feed. Yeah, but I still don't even go to it. I just have it so that when somebody like asks me or yeah. links to me, because it, it, I, I think it looks bad when somebody like, can't even find you so if you go to my facebook page you can get to my store and my instagram but i just like i think facebook is just more bad than good (laughs) you can also link you know instagram with your business page everything you post on instagram automatically goes on facebook you don't even have to look at it because i don't want people to find me (laughs) okay all right (laughs) so you you don't want people to find you personally yeah, because it's usually me. Like sometimes mm. when I do a fa- an Instagram post about a scarf, I'm the one wearing it. Yeah. So if I upload it to Facebook, I don't want people to be like, "Oh, you're back. Let yeah. let me get you into a political <laughs> debate right now." <laughs> yeah. What about YouTube? Um, I haven't. I would like to explore that more. You should. I mean, yeah. me, my, mm. my, I, I think, like you should have your Facebook. <laughs> you, you know what I was thinking for for only for video see yes. to me this mm-hmm. is number one right now mm-hmm. video is everything people okay. consume through their eyes even though a lot of people now watch videos they don't even put the sound on <laughs> you just watch the, like what was that the, the cooking one yeah, yeah. So they watch so you could do that with your knitting yeah. so you can do yeah I think you should <laughs> totally like go for creating a YouTube channel and mm-hmm. Just even if it's with your phone, you record your videos, a little little short videos of you knitting or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then you show like the final product. In ten seconds, you have yeah, a hat. and then that video. Then like, oh wow, you did a hat in ten. You put seconds. it on Instagram. You no, put it no. on Facebook <laughs> with a link to your Etsy page, and you put it on YouTube. I might do that. That's a project. And all these, like, you can do a video, a do-it-yourself video, right? Where you record like little lapses of like the mm-hmm. process of you know anything yeah and i mean it brings traffic mm-hmm. with enough subscribe i'm pretty sure people will subscribe because people are all i mean everything you want to know how to do you look for the yeah. youtube yeah, yeah. i'm gonna do that so you can do like a how-to video and i don't know like little things like mm-hmm. over the basics of whatever I'm already, it's already like, I'm yes, like, oh, and I it's perfect a, because when I go shopping for yarn, when I do this. Exactly. And then mm-hmm. those videos, again, you put them on Facebook, mm-hmm. on your business page, you put them on Instagram, and it's just bringing in traffic and everything you always put in your link to Etsy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just. I'm already doing it. I can see it. But YouTube to me, <laughs> and again, with enough subscribers, enough following, you monetize your videos. So that's another source of income that comes mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. That's, good, man. that's what I do. I, I love YouTube. I'm <laughs> yeah. all about YouTube. <laughs> all right. So um, if little Mary listening to us right now decides and says, I want to be just like Christine. <laughs> I want to have a Long Island Knits. Mm-hmm. What would your words of wisdom be for her? Um, I would start like I did with doing your research first. 
um, go on YouTube, uh, go on Google, go on Etsy blogs, Etsy forums, and just find out what's the cheapest way to get my materials, what's the fastest project I can make if I want to sell a lot of it. I look and see like what the colors of the year are, like the Pantone colors, what are the trends, just everything. I go on Pinterest just to try to get a sense of like what's popular because mm-hmm. it changes. Like mm-hmm. every year people want something different. Like this year it was super chunky, 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 chunky knits. It wasn't that last year. You know, like the trends change and you might think you're just a little Etsy shop. It doesn't matter what's popular. It totally does. Like mm-hmm. people follow the same trends. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say do all your research. And then I would say um, while you're doing that research, you find out stuff like you have to take your photography with natural light. You know, even if it's just on your phone, you can't take pictures at night with a flash. Like just because you finish a project at midnight doesn't mean you have to hurry up and take a picture Mm -hmm. and upload it because it's not worth it. Like wait until a sunny day and take a picture in natural light next to a window. Um, You know, learn what definitely get all your social media in order get it all synced up together and like learn what kind of posts get the most interaction and look for followers look at other like i like to look at really big knitters and try to like see like who are they following and what Mm -hmm. kind of posts do they make and what what's their secret you know and like try to learn from them so definitely say do that and then like for me my local community has been the biggest source of um like my customer base so going into boutiques and coffee shops and cafes and saying like, hey, would you ever consider stocking me um, for consignment or wholesale? And know your worth. Like if you're gonna, I've been through this situation where I've like consigned or wholesaled at a place and learned that like, now I'm getting like $10 for this scarf, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's not worth it. But I thought it was worth it just to like, just to say like, oh, I'm in this store. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're spending hours making something, like, you have to make, you know, it has to be worth it. Otherwise, worth for a while, yeah. Yeah, it would be better to know just give worth. it to that, someone. Good. Yeah, you worth. have to know your worth. Like, yeah. sometimes people, like, you un- underprice themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and you just want to get out there, you mm-hmm. know. But, yeah. Yeah, have the confidence. And I always tell people that, like, when people come and bend at the craft brigade for the first time, I'm like, you're going to raise your prices, right? Like, you can't sell this for $20. Like, you have to double your price. And they're like, oh, I just want to see if it sells. Like, I just want to know. And then if they come back, you see they are, they do double their price every time. It goes up and up and up and up. And it's like something that was like $15 is now $40. And it's like they learned, you know. So I would say you you can always lower your price, but it's harder to raise your price on people once people know what you are. So start high. Yeah. um, And then you can lower, but... Yeah, like, don't undervalue yourself. Um, Find support in your local community. Don't pay a lot to be at a craft fair. It's never worth it. Um, I think sometimes the people who charge the most are the ones who advertise the least, which is so crazy. Just want to make that money off it. It sucks. And, I mean, that's what I like about, like, what you said. You know, there's a passion there. Mm -hmm. You actually enjoy what you're doing. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Some people, they just in it for the money. They just want to make the money. I get your money. But if you sell, that's on you. If yeah. you don't, then sorry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, do you want to share your social media where people sure. can find you? <laughs> yeah. um, so, I'm Queens Knits on everything. So, I'm Queens Knits on Instagram, Etsy. If you go to queensknits.com, it'll take you to my Etsy shop. Um, I have the little tiny Facebook presence. 
Um, a little, little tiny. Yeah, face. I have well, a coming little, soon the YouTube channel. <laughs> coming soon the YouTube channel. I have a little Pinterest presence too. Nice. Um, people say Pinterest is huge. That if you just I learned that recently that Pinterest somebody yeah, Pinterest pins. Is. I don't know how it works. I don't use Pinterest, <laughs> but I've heard like what is it? If you post it on a board or Where some shit, that shit never done. dies. Mm-hmm. You know, so and we gotta start using that. Too. It's just constant promo. There you go, look, see? <laughs> so it's like constant promo, basically, is yes. what you're getting yeah. off of Pinterest. Once so somebody gets that first pin, boom. Yeah. Yeah, the trick is so you create all your boards, like rooms and, you know, kitchens and kids, whatever, but on every board, you sneakily put one of your products. So it's like on my fashion board, I have some of my Ooh, own stuff. Oh, it's good she said that. So mm. how about... I found that like someone had blogged about that or whatever. So because so, if you just have a whole board for like Queen's Knits, nobody's going to click yeah. on it. But if it's just in with all your other stuff, then people who look at your stuff might find you like that. There you it's go, just, people. It's like a humble pose. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I got to bring it up. It's good that's, to bring it up. Oh, yeah, you, no, you laughing. You know what I'm talking about? No, no, no. What is this? <laughs> so why are you laughing? No. <laughs> <laughs> Humble post is we we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, but it's uh, basically when people uh, like I have this pen right here, right? I'm writing like, hey guys, like I put in my IG. Look at this pen I got. But meanwhile, I got oh a humble Rolex. brag. This, oh, this, I this hate Rolex that. This that costs like twenty grand, but I want you to look at my one dollar mm. pen. Yeah, <laughs> you just sneak it in there. My least favorite posts are when somebody is like on like a work trip and they're like their view is like amazing of their hotel and they're like, oh look at this view. Like I hate. Yes, I know. Just say, look at my amazing view. That's the perfect and example of a humble you, post. But don't say like, oh look at this, look at this shitty view I have. <laughs> <laughs> and the camera died. Wait. Come on, let me finish. Now we good. All right, so um, I mean, anybody want to ask anything? I mean, anything you want to know? So, well, you know what? I got a question. Last question. Go ahead. This is I should have brought it up last. We would Tamara. I don't know Tamara talked a little bit about it, but I would want to get more into it. And, and it, I was uh, thinking about it today because I was reading an article on Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. You know how he started. I think we talked about it yeah. a long ago, but just real quick. It's just you know the mentality of of what you have of again like trying to work hard, educate yourself. Because a lot of these big people, these guys are like master's degrees and doctorates, and, mm-hmm. and people don't really realize that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I, I read their little bio and I try to see what school they went to, mm-hmm. what degree they have, just to get an insight mm-hmm. on, on how they think. So my question for you would be, like, if you get big and you brand yourself out, would you, how can I put it, would you like to be, like, worldwide big, but you you won't have the same control over your the output of whatever mm-hmm. you sell? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so you just want to be just little old, this little Facebook. No, that, that, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a good question because a lot of people don't really like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you, like the guy who owns this building, he's becoming real big. Yeah. But he still has control, you know what I'm saying? But sooner mm-hmm. or later, it's going to get out of control. And you're going to have more people that need to be in charge of what you're putting out. Yeah, you have to start I delegating. I, d- I wouldn't want to have, like, you know, 
Queens knits. Um, I mean, if some if some like global or national coffee shop was like, hey, or you know, even just New York wide, we want to have the rights to knitted, you know, coffee cup sleeves with subway signs mm-hmm. on felt, and we'll give you, you know, some huge amount of money. Of course, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. But my goals are, you know, like like I said, to build out this this craft market thing and also my husband and I talk about writing a book one day just about like like kind of being like overeducated and underemployed and being like a like a millennial stay-at-home mom sort of by choice but more because you can't afford childcare and like having this growing up with this thought that like you can still be whatever you want to be if you mm-hmm. have a family and the reality that that's not true and just the struggle of like how we got through it through humor because he's a creative writer so like he would help me with that but it would just be about like you know I would go to these like Astoria mom meetups where my friends had like way more money than I did and I wouldn't be able to like order a latte and we would all be (laughs) hanging out with our babies and I would Mm -hmm. have to pretend like I just didn't want it because like I couldn't afford it you know so like um, so many things like that were just like there were times when he couldn't afford a metro card so he would walk he works at the botanical garden he would like walk there you know like we it was like really really hard for a while and we were too proud to like ask our parents for help because I'm sure they would have helped but we um we didn't really go that route or even if they did help it's not it wasn't enough like we would need tons and tons of money mm-hmm. um, to like live in New York City and stuff so we wanted to like you know, just kind of talk about how we would, you know, get all the hand-me-downs and do all that stuff, but but just make it a broader, like, it's a problem. Like, you should be able to find somebody to watch your kid. Yeah. There should be, I mean, now there is universal pre-K, but there wasn't when mm-hmm. my son was born. There was, now there's going to be universal three-year-old mm-hmm. care, like, all that stuff. There, now there's mandatory, like, m- maternity and paternity leave yes. in New York State. None of that existed. Mm-hmm. So... You know, like I would have a stomach virus and my husband couldn't miss work. So I would be like taking care of two kids with like a stomach flu. And like, you know, it was just crazy. So we, I like the idea of like seeing where, where, where I've come from and like making something out of that, like a book or something or a blog or a website. Because it's not just about the knitting and like the $40 you get for the scarf. It's like a whole thing. There's it's a story like, behind. Yeah, there's the a story scarf. behind it That's of how, true, you know, bro. you're you bored you out of your mind when you're home with kids and you want to be doing stuff, but you really can't, like, unless you block. have support. Mm-hmm. You should start with a blog. I want to. Yeah. You should really, like, start. That's so true. Yeah, you yeah. should really yeah. start a blog and start documenting all this that you're telling us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this is true. Like, listen, Man, true, yeah. you don't know. Like, I see, like, sometimes people are so quick to judge. But you don't know the truth behind mm-hmm. that person. Right. Like, we could sit here all night and share stories mm-hmm. about my upbringing, his upbringing, their upbringing. Like, we all have our struggles and our stories. And, I mean, at one point I thought of writing up. I just suck at writing. That's why my husband's going to do That's it. why. But, I mean, if you have a husband that's a creative writer and you have the stories, I would so start recording them mm-hmm. and tell him here start yeah. typing he, yeah he said he's like we need a chapter outline and you know oh my god it's you should like start your doing friends this are saying like oh i'm going to the <laughs> dr for spring break or i'm going here i'm going there and it's like we have seven dollars until next friday you know like we you know it's like you it's a different experience like you're in this metropolis mm-hmm. but you're not 
in it, you know, and like, and I was deferring my loans that whole time because I went to college purely on student loans. So like, you know, I have like hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans. So I'm working now, but that money all has to go to Sally mm-hmm. Mae. So it's like, just kind of like what we tell girls and what we tell people that life is going to be like, but then what it really is like yeah. when you try to like have it all. And um, so that's kind of like where that's like my big dream, I think, would be if I was to ever like strike a rich, it would be from like that book or that blog or that Start website. Because I think there's tons <laughs> of women in my situation. Yes. I don't think a lot of people know Start about it. A blog. Yes. I would well, definitely uh, recommend my question was, start a blog. Huh? Well, I'm guessing you just want to stay local. That was my question. But okay. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> no, but I'm just no, like, but I, for I real. Like, voice, you have more like, you, you really have more of a passion for people. And I, I, that's what I get the sense. Mm-hmm. Not really the knitting, more just the yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And try to. The sense of community. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I get more from you. That's There's true. definitely like something there. I mean, listen, you follow your passion mm-hmm. and. We talk about, you know, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. She's like the COO of Facebook, and she wrote this completely oh. bullshit book called Lean In <laughs> about how women have to stay in their career and, and advance to the top. But she was a millionaire, and yeah. so she had like 10 nannies. Mm-hmm. So I want to call my book like Lean Back. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up. You know, like, it's a class issue. It's not a, it's not a woman versus man yeah. issue. Right, it's, you heard it here first. <laughs> Lean back, the number one bestseller. I'm telling you, I, yes, I would definitely start with a blog. And eventually, most of these bloggers turn into book writers and, yeah. you know, they get right. picked up by something. But you need to start. put yourself out there. Yeah. That's your homework. Okay. Start the blog <laughs> and, the and YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> All right, so this has been the Entrepreneur Diary. It was good. It was great. It's been a freaking awesome yo, episode. Flash, yeah, I love it now, yo. I'm telling you. Yeah, when you first told me the idea, I was like, fuck out of here. He was like, <laughs> uh. But then, no, but Tamara, it's just Tamara was so great. It's just, but she's been doing it for so, that's another thing. Like, yeah. a lot of a lot of these entrepreneurs, they be doing it for a while. It's not just oh, mm-hmm. overnight. Like, yeah. she did it, what she said, nine, like nine, ten years. But that's what it is. It's like mm-hmm. most people, like even like Kevin Hart, when people's like, oh, oh yeah, overnight like sensation. Overnight sensation. Fucking look at his yeah. trajectory mm-hmm. to get to where he's at. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people, like, what is it, underestimate? That's mm-hmm. how you say it. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they, <clears throat> they forget. That's why I'm always posting stuff like that. And I posted yesterday, I posted the, the whole iceberg. How yeah, people yeah, see the, the, the top of the, the iceberg, the bottom, yeah. they don't see what's in the mm-hmm. bottom, and that's like the whole process people go to through. That's like, what you it's know. the process. It's a long process. It's so, not, mm-hmm. um, not overnight. Mm-hmm. Nah, but I love that. That I love this show now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you know this is this is a top. I'm very passionate mm-hmm. about. I love like ask her like I'll watch YouTube videos about just entrepreneurs talking. But it's not just talking about the business of it. It's just listening the story, to their struggle. Yeah. Because it makes me feel like, you know what? There's still a chance I can make it. Mm-hmm. So so this has been The Entrepreneur Diary. Thank you so thank much you. Yeah, thank for you. accepting thank you. our so invite. Awesome. Um, thank you. Queens Nets people. You can search on my Instagram and find her Etsy page. And don't just like shit. Buy shit. <laughs> um, 
yeah till next time people you want to say goodbye anything Peace. you want to say last thank words thank you so much thank you this was great yeah again so it was what is uh, queen's nits everything right yeah queen's nits on everything the little facebook <laughs> youtube she's gonna have a blog coming yeah and on the video i'll put the on the bottom the i'll bottom. put the queen's nits thank you good good, good. all right